Hi, I'm Colleen, your host of The Good News Podcast. And I'm Neil, the other host. The Good News Podcast is your source for good news, fun stories, auditory delight, and sonic joy. We're bringing all of this goodness to you from the Cards Against Humanity studios in Chicago. Hi, friends. Today's episode and Friday's episode is all about books. Do you mind just introducing yourself and tell me your name and who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm Rebecca George. I'm co-owner of Volumes Book Cafe and Volumes Bookstore in Chicago. I don't, what do I do? Everything? <laughs> um, bring books to the masses. Um, yeah. I do a lot. And that's that's kind of what a bookstore is, where, where we do a lot of different things that people don't even think about. When I think of volumes, it's a real place of community um, in addition to books. So I think that's why it's such a special place for me. Rebecca, I wonder if you brought a few books to share. Can you tell me about the first book you want to talk about? It's a book. um, I'm kind of picking some books that kind of came out during this that I think deserve a lot of attention and aren't, you know. And the first one is a nonfiction book that I read a few months ago, but it just came out. It's called The Address Book by Deirdre Mask. What street addresses reveal about identity, race, wealth, and power. Ooh. It struck me just even from the beginning of it that it's so interesting, the idea. We we often don't think of our um, street address as something we, we're taking for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, when in fact, it is something that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are huge swaths of the entire state of West Virginia that don't have street addresses. Um, and, or like, how would you map a slum in Calcutta and in what power there is in having that address, you know? Right. Um, yeah. That. Yeah. It's, it's about like home and identity and saying, this is my place. And there's, yeah. there is a lot of power in that. And I think it's also like, um, it's uh, loaded too, because it really, knowing somebody's street address, even sometimes just their zip code, you can tell a lot, you can make some deductions on their life and maybe who they are or who they're not. Oh, absolutely. I think I even do that here um, in Chicago. If somebody does a phone order and we have to take a credit card and I have to have the zip that goes with it. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, Ooh, you know, you know mm-hmm. you're in the fancy part of town. Mm-hmm. You know, in this city, I think we know which zip code, a lot of the zip codes, you know, that surround you and what and where that is. And that, yeah, there's power just in that zip code for sure. It's an interesting book to read now, too, because we're all sort of home yeah. um, in, in our addresses. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what was your second one? Um, the second one. Um, so I picked this. I'm not usually a fantasy person. And mm. we um, Tor asked us to do this event back in February. Um, and I started reading the first one, just like picked it up at lunch one day and just tore through it. Um, it's called a queen in hiding by Sarah Kozloff. And what's really interesting about this whole series, I mean, her, she's a, um, she's been a film professor at Vassar for like the last 30 years. And you can kind of tell it's very like sweeping epic. You know, it, it feels like somebody who has an eye for film. She wrote four books before she even pitched it to an agent. And so all four books are now out as of April. They came out in January, February, March, April. So it's like you can binge this whole series right now and it's totally worth it. And when you mean she wrote them, she just was like, 
I'm going to write this. No, I haven't sold this to anybody, so it could possibly yeah. go nowhere, but I'm yeah. just going to get this out and down. Yeah. I think it took her, I mean, it took her like eight or nine years. Yeah. I think she also didn't know any better. Like that, that right. you start with the, she said that like this, you would start with the one book, but she's happy. She did it that way because then she had the freedom in book four to fix. Yeah. Like something, you know, a plot yeah. point that um, was in book one. And she had the student cartographer create this like to scale map in the book to kind of give you an idea. And that changed over time of the book. So she, there's a lot of freedom in that, but she wrote it as a response to so many of like the big fantasy series, um, the most popular ones that they don't really pass the Bechdel test. What's the Bechdel test? Oh, so it started with Alison Bechdel. It started with like almost like an offhand kind of comment, but the idea of that, are there women in this like book that have, or in this movie, right, that have speaking parts? Mm. Um, are the only things that they're talking about are their relationship with men, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. I mean, if you think back to the Lord of the Rings or a game, like really women are, especially in Lord of the Rings, they're like barely, technically barely in it. Right. They don't have a, a strong story or arc or sense yeah. of self that yeah. carries. So in this one, you know, I mean, they're, they're clearly, it's not like it's a, a, a fantasy series about all women. It's, it's, you know, women, like finding themselves, you know, they're not motivated by love or men or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're motivated by their mother or their daughter or their yeah sense of self-worth. Those are the motivations. And that's, and I think one other thing that I thought about when you told me about its release, it made me think about how we consume media today where we sort of binge on things and we don't yeah. want to have to wait. And so yeah. This author sort of accidentally stepped into that, which is kind of interesting. Well, Tor, that publisher, Tor, has been doing that, experimenting with that over the past couple of years. Oh, just, interesting. Of like different kinds of rapid release. Yeah, I would say it's the sci-fi fantasy people that have, are figuring this out. That Yeah, they want to just like, you just want to like ravage it and you don't want to have to wait. Yeah. Uh, what is your third book? This one is not as new, but it's the one that I just finished um, is Nothing to See Here by Kevin Will, uh, Wilson. I decided to kick off I mean, it took me a couple of weeks before I was able to read, honestly, during these times. But yeah. uh, I picked one that I've been eyeing for months and I didn't get a chance to read before the pandemic. So, or before it even came out. It's hilarious and unexpected. And it's essentially about, uh, part of it is about like the weird friendships you have in your youth. And you don't know why you're drawn to certain people. And then like, even in adulthood, you're like, that makes no sense. You know, you have mm-hmm. like a but that relationship makes no sense. Um, so at the center are those two women and one of them had gone off to marry a Senator who's like, you know, in line for the presidency. And he has these children with a secret that they're trying to not let the public find out about. And so she gets the old friend who's our narrator to come and basically take care of these problematic children Ooh, like very flowers in the attic. I know, I know. (laughs) And and yet, but like the thing about the kids is that they spontaneously combust. So if they're emotional, so there's... Oh, there's like a superhero 
or yeah. mutation kind of about them. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. The, the dynamics, I think that Kevin Wilson really thought about the bizarre mechanics of like a, pol- the, a politico, you know, a like political world and how they think about things and like image and whatnot. And then also just, and like caring for children, the value of love, the value of care. Yeah, like the weird ins and outs of a friendship that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I love that. That sounds like a great one. So all of these books, uh, folks can order on Volume's website and do curbside pickup if they'd like. Yep, yep. Or home delivery also. Oh, oh you guys are doing that. Awesome. Great. Thanks so much for taking a few minutes to ch- tell me about some of these books. They sound great. And just a reminder, if you're in Chicago, all the books Rebecca talked about are available for order on the Volumes website. You can pick them up curbside or they'll deliver them to you. Thanks for listening. Do you have good news? Incredible. Or maybe you want to tell us a joke or idea? Excellent. Email us at hello at thegoodnewspodcast.fm. Or leave us a voicemail at 773-217-0156. You can also tweet us at The Good News Pod. And follow us on Instagram, too. And if you love The Good News Podcast, think about supporting us on our Patreon page. Most of our music is by Poddington Bear. <laughs>